Hello, this is Chaplain Trisha, and I um, come to you with worship celebrating um, Independence Day, July the 4th. This year, our nation is 245 years old, and today we're going to um, celebrate some of the hymns that celebrate our freedom and we're going to talk about the freedom we have as citizens of the United States of America and citizens of God's kingdom. In the summer of 1893, a group of professors made their way to Colorado to teach summer school. At the end of school, the group decided to visit Pikes Peak, elevation 14,000 feet. One of them, Catherine Lee Bates, later wrote, Near the top, we had to leave the wagon and go the rest of the way on mules. I was tired, but when I saw the view, I felt great joy. All the wonders of America seemed displayed there. The opening lines of the hymn floated into my mind. When I left Colorado, I had four verses in my notebook. She returned back to her teaching duties and it wasn't until 1895 that she sent her poem entitled America the Beautiful to a magazine. She rewrote the lyrics in 1904, as she said, to make the phrases more simple and direct. The tune was written in 1882 by Samuel Ward, who supposedly wrote the music while crossing New York Harbor. The notes came so quickly he wrote them on the cuff of his shirt. So let us join now in singing America the Beautiful on page two in the worship bulletin. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties, Above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Oh, beautiful, for heroes proved, for liberating strife, who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine till all success be nobleness and every gain divine. Oh, beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears america america god mend thy 
free flow. Confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty in The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. We continue with the responsive reading on page three. I will read the parts marked with a P if you'll respond with those marked with the C in bold print. We came from all places and all peoples to gather here today. Some of our ancestors traveled across the ice. Others came later in boats. Still others waited rivers. We found a land blessed. Blessed with mountains and valleys, rivers and oceans, fertile earth and wonderful woods and promising cities. Here a dream was born. A dream of freedom from all oppression, A dream of hope for our children, a dream of people in community under God. And so the dream continues. And so the dream of America continues. There is a song that expresses the dream of America, the dream to be a land of freedom and beauty. Samuel Francis Smith wrote the lyrics to My Country Tis of Thee in 1831 while a student at the Andover Theological Seminary in Andover, Massachusetts. His friend had asked him to translate the lyrics in some German school song books or to write new lyrics. A melody caught Samuel's attention. Rather than translating the lyrics from German, Smith wrote his own American patriotic hymn to the melody, completing the lyrics in 30 minutes. The song was first performed in public on July 4, 1831, at a Children's Independence Day celebration at Park Street Church in Boston. The first publication of America was in 1832. Please join now in singing this song on page four. My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountain side, let freedom ring. My native country, the land of the noble free, thy name I love. I love thy rocks and rills, thy woods and templed hills, my heart with rapture thrills like that above. Let music swell the breeze and ring from all the trees, sweet freedom song. 
let mortal tongues awake, let all that breathe partake, let rocks their silence break, the sound prolong. Our Father's God, to Thee, author of liberty, to Thee we sing. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by Thy might, great God our King. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together, Lord of all the worlds, guide this nation by your spirit to go forward in justice and freedom. Give to all our people the blessings of well-being and harmony. But above all things, Give us faith in you that our nation may bring glory to your name and blessings to all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Paul's letter to the church at Rome. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you wish to have no fear of the authority? Then do what is good and you will receive its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. But if you do what is wrong, you should be afraid, for the authority does not bear the sword in vain. It is the servant of God to ex execute wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience. For the same reason you also pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, busy with this very thing. Pay to all what is due to them, taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the, lo the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling of the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear our gospel this morning, please join me in reading the gospel acclamation. I love to tell the story 
of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else would do. I love to tell the story Twill be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. The Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we will be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, please join me now in the Pledge of Allegiance on page 8 in your bulletin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On September 8, 1892, a Boston-based youth magazine, The Youth's Companion, published a 22-word recitation for school children to use during planned activities the following month to commemorate the 400th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of America. Under the title, The Pledge to the Flag, the composition was the earliest version of what we now know as the Pledge of Allegiance. The United States have recovered from most of the effects of the Civil War that began 30 years earlier, and people from around the world were flocking to the land of opportunity. The previous year, almost half a million immigrants had entered the United States through the barge office in Battery Park, New York. And on New Year's Day of 1892, the new Federal Bureau of Receiving Station at Ellis Island had opened. After the Columbus Day celebration, the pledge to the flag became a popular daily routine in America's public schools but gained little attention elsewhere for almost 25 years. Finally, on Flag Day, June 14, 1923, the pledge received major attention from adults who had gathered for the first National Flag Conference in Washington, D.C. 
The Pledge of Allegiance continued to be recited daily by children in schools across America and gained heightened popularity among adults during the patriotic fervor created by World War II. It was still an unofficial pledge until June 22, 1942, when the United States Congress included the pledge to the flag in the United States Flag Code. This was the first official sanction given to the words that had been recited each day by children for almost 50 years. One year after receiving this official sanction, the United States Supreme Court ruled that children could not be forced to recite the pledge as part of their daily routine. In 1945, the Pledge to the Flag received its official title as the Pledge of Allegiance. The last change in the Pledge of Allegiance occurred on June 14, 1954, when President Dwight D. Eisenhower approved adding the words, Under God. As he authorized this change, he said, In this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace and war. Well, as Christians who are citizens both of, both of an earthly government and the reign of God, we know that indeed our most powerful resource is the faith we live in. We are also blessed, so blessed to worship the way we wish to. Those first citizens of this country were citizens of God being oppressed in their native lands, unable to sit, freely sing praises or practice prayer as they wished. So they sought the freedom of a place where they could live in the freedom Christ had given them without fear of imprisonment or even death. We are truly fortunate to have the liberties we have as Christian Americans, to gather in our worship space, to sing and pray and commune, and be as the people of God, with no guards at the door, no one waiting to persecute us or throw us in jail because we believe in Christ. And yet we know that we also live by the law of the land. As Paul says in the lesson this morning, we are called to be respectful of those who govern our land. We are called to pay our taxes and follow the regulations that keep us safe and healthy. And if we disagree, we have the freedom won so many years ago by the revolutionists of the original colonies, colonies to respectfully disagree and voice our opinions and vote our conscience. And if the government asks us to do something that is contrary to our belief in Christ, we can say no. Martin Luther addresses this in the fourth commandment, which he explains is not just about honoring our parents, but all who are in the authority over us. If we are asked by one in authority to do something that is contrary to our belief and faith, we may respectfully say no. For as Paul says, we are in the world, but not of the world. We are citizens of this country, but also citizens of our Lord.
And so while we pledge allegiance to the flag of America, we also pledge allegiance to the flag that represents our faith. The Christian flag was first conceived on September 26, 1897 at Brighton Chapel on Coney Island in Brooklyn, New York. The superintendent of a Sunday school, Charles Overton, was forced to give an impromptu lecture to the gathered students because the scheduled speaker had failed to arrive. Overton saw a flag of the United States in the front of a chapel. Drawing on the flag for inspiration, he gave a speech asking the students what a flag representing Christianity would look like. Overton thought about his improvised speech for many years afterward. In 1907, he and a friend designed and began promoting the Christian flag. There's a picture of this flag on page 8 in your bulletin. The flag's most conspicuous symbol is the Christian cross, the most universal symbol for Christianity. The red color is intended to represent the blood of Jesus as described in the story of his crucifixion. The white field draws on symbolism throughout the Bible, equating white clothes with purity and forgiveness. The blue square represents faithfulness, truth, and sincerity. The first pledge to the Christian flag was written by a Methodist pastor named Lynn Ho in 1908. The pledge has undergone various changes through the years. I invite you to join me now to share in reciting a contemporary version of the pledge on page 8. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. And now I invite you to join in singing a hymn that speaks of our dual citizenship as Christians and Americans. Francis Scott Key, best known for the Star Spangled Banner, was born in Frederick County, Maryland in 1779. He practiced as a lawyer in Washington, D.C. until his death in 1843. The hymn we sing today, Before the Lord We Bow, was written by Key as a song of thanksgiving on July the 4th, 1832. The music was a tune written by John Darwell, an English organist, who wrote this tune for the inauguration of a new organ. Let us sing now verses 1, 2, and 3 of Before You, Lord, We Bow. The hymn is on page 9. Before you, Lord, we bow, our God who reigns above and rules the world below with boundless power and love. Our thanks we bring 
In joy and praise our hearts we raise to you, we sing. May every mountain hide, each vale and forest green, shine forth in wisdom's light and its rich fruits be seen. May every tongue be tuned to praise and join to raise a grateful song. Earth, hear your Maker's voice, your great Redeemer own. Believe, obey, rejoice, and worship God alone. Cast down your pride, your sin deplore, and bow before the crucified. Let us join our hearts together in the prayers on page 10. Called into unity with one another and the whole creation, let us pray for our shared world. We pray for the well-being of creation. Protect the air, water, and land from abuse and pollution. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for the nations, especially the United States. Guide leaders in developing just policies and guide difficult conversations. Lead us to expansive love for our neighbor. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. We pray for all in need, for all who are tired, feeling despair, sick or oppressed, especially all who we name before you now in our hearts. Take their yoke upon you and ease their burdens. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. We give thanks for those who have died in faith. Welcome them into your eternal rest and comfort us in our grief until we are joined with them in new life. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Receive these prayers, O oh God, and those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, grant you the gifts of faith and hope. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Irving Berlin wrote the song, God Bless America, in 1918 while serving in the U.S. Army at Camp Upton in Yapank, New York. 
but he decided that it did not fit a review that he was working on at the time, so he set it aside. In 1938, with the rise of Hitler, Berlin, who was, a Jew who was Jewish and a first-generation European immigrant, felt it was time to revive it as a peace song. It was introduced on an Armistice Day broadcast in 1938, sung by Kate Smith on her radio show. It has remained a popular song through all these years, and we will sing it now twice. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Go in peace. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship. May you have a peace-filled rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.